Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga. It's the Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. Hey, good afternoon. Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga. Joe is uh, next to me. And he, I see you're uh, wrapping up your your late lunch, though, Joe. And I don't mm-hmm. mean to call you out on the air, but I, I did think that gives us a, an opportunity to um, to kind of talk about uh, food is expensive. Yeah, I can't believe it. I went to the grocery store last week, and it's just uh, it's me, and then uh, my wife is in town until she gets tired of me, and then she'll go back to a cooler climate until this fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did some grocery shopping. I came out of there two people. 330 bucks. What? 330 bucks. How long is that going to last you? Well, I'm fat. So I eat a lot. Okay. She you eat, said that, not me. She doesn't eat as much as a, as a normal sized person. I eat more than a normal. It probably averages out uh, two weeks. Okay. Maybe three weeks. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I saw that it, there was a study out that shows that uh, grocery costs in Phoenix are up and we're actually above the. The national average. I believe that a family of four now spends $272 a week on groceries. So now, when we say groceries, help me understand that. Is that everything I buy at the grocery store? Because when I go to the grocery store, I'm getting cat litter because I have a cat. I don't just buy it for fun or to pour on the driveway like on oil or something. I'm buying stuff for my (laughs) eyes. That's obviously stuff I'm not going to eat. So is groceries... Just food, or is that all the toilet paper, all the stuff? When you look at the bill, it says all this. I will say this. I'm reading from the from the Arizona Republic, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. Uh, and they say that the data for the average cost of comparable groceries annually, they, they had a previous version they said it was incorrect. But here's what they say now, right? The current average cost in January 2024, which is $184.20, is 31% higher than the oldest data for January that the Bureau had in 2018. In other words, it's gone up a bunch. It was another study that I was, oh yeah, United, it was the Census Bureau survey that showed the average Arizona spent $272 on groceries a week, which is $2 more than the national average. To your question, what does that include? Mm-hmm. I think that's food. I believe. So not toilet paper and all that? I think it's it's got to be all that stuff. And, and you raise a really good question, too. Um, it, it Because, again, it's mm. easy to throw the stat out there, but it's always what what lies under that. I and, be, and I saw the and big, I'm glad you're I saw that. the map yeah. that had all the states across the U.S., and I saw exactly what you did of Arizona, $272. And you pointed out that's $2 above the national average. And as I was looking at the other states, I was like, yep, Arizona's more than that one. Arizona's more than that one. Looked at Michigan, my home state, your home yeah. state was like $40 more than that one. Right. Very expensive. So mm-hmm. the the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which is a little different than the Census Bureau numbers, mm-hmm. they're the ones that say it's 184. But I think, again, if we just just figure 200 bucks so or the, two and a quarter, 200, two and a quarter a week. So then you had the Census Bureau. They talked to some some fatter people, as you might say, who like my family, to, to not like my the, family, but me and my kid, like the people in my cohort people who eat a little more beef eaters. Correct. Yeah. But here's here's what they say to your. It's the average monthly cost for food at home. That's what the that's what the stats are that we're working on. Mm-hmm. So, like you talked about, kitty litter, uh, toilet paper, toilet paper. Great point. Yeah, uh, uh, the worst towel, when you need to buy the, bags. Dis- the razors. Oh, Forget that's like a forty dollar bill right there. I, I, let's not call that groceries. Let's call that uh, your your Walmart, Target, Costco bill. Toiletries. Sure. Okay. Throw that in there. Got it. Which comes back to sort of a a, a broader uh, issue, and that is that. 
and I made this I made this case last week, and that is that the middle class is shrinking. In fact, there was a there was an article out, and I think it was I think it was the Brits that had this. It was the Daily Mail, right? Pip pip, read all news that said uh, if you want to be lower middle class mm-hmm. in Gilbert, mm-hmm. Chandler, or Snotsdale. Mm-hmm. You have to make more than one hundred ten thousand dollars a year. If you want to be out, if you want to just be middle middle class, you have to make more than one hundred ten thousand dollars a year. If it was, you it don't, was a range. Yep. Yeah, that, but the, to be uh, well below the range means you're so, you're not even in lower middle class. So, you're in the poor's. So Chandler was mm-hmm. sixty six thousand to one hundred ten thousand household income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scottsdale was oh, we'll call it seventy thousand to one hundred fifteen thousand. Yep. And Gilbert. Was seventy six thousand and change up to one hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars. So, so Gilbert's more than Scottsdale. Gilbert was more than Scottsdale. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, and there were other states New across money. the country where they looked at this too. I mean, but you'd be floored. You look at Plano, Texas. I mean, you might think of Dallas or a Houston. Plano, Texas, though, they were also seventy thousand to one hundred seventeen. Yeah, Plano is to Dallas as Scottsdale is to. To Phoenix, though. So, but that was to your point. Yeah. Where a hundred, they were saying one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year is basically just enough in some cities across the country to be middle middle class. You have to, as a household, make more than one and a quarter to be middle middle class. You keep saying that key word, household. I do because I want to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Right. So that means if you have two people making $65,000 a piece. You're making one You're making one You are middle. You are in the low end of middle, middle class or you're high, lower middle class. So it's hard. See, I mean, it's, we're really splitting hairs. Here, no, right? but it's hard for you and I to talk about these things the same. Because you're, of your you're, wealth. You're married. Yeah. Yeah. My wealth. <laughs> Funny man. <laughs> and, and I sit here and I basically have to cut everything in half. Because I do not have a, a another provider. Sure. You know, Kelly Papowski, all my cat does is leech. She <laughs> brings true. nothing to the table. My wife would say her husband does that. I have a roommate. Yeah. You know, I go outside and work on the yard. Yeah. And, and he sits there and he goes, I think you are doing peasant work right now. <laughs> well, you're the homeowner, right? Yeah. It's sweat equity you're putting into Don't it. worry. He gets a sweet deal. So I basically am... My head of household, I'm the only one pulling in the money, whereas you've got two, so it's easy for you to look at this and apply it. I kind of have to do the divide by two. Right. You have one mortgage, but but you've got one person paying that one. Well, you've got a roommate. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how that goes. And as far as you're doing all the, the, the yard work, it's not like my wife's out there doing the yard work. She he, doesn't mow the lawn. He ain't helping me with those groceries, though. Now, there's where you get hot. Yeah, well, he's not eating your groceries either, though, is he? He better not be. Uh, he probably yeah. is, to be honest. So the the Washington Post uh, did a, a survey here, right? And they found that nine in ten U.S. adults say that there are six individual indicators of financial security and stability to be considered part of middle class. All right. So these six things, most people say these six things. If you got them, you're middle class. Okay. All right. Got it. Secure job. You and I both have that. Yeah, it's radio. Things have been a little rough on me the last decade. So I've been here 16 tougher. years. I feel yeah. secure. Okay, great. You better not pull me down over there. I've only been fired I'm, from like four places in the last eight years. It's I'm great. I'm pulling you it's up. It's good. It's good. 
you're lucky to be here. Do you have the ability to save for the future? In other words, are you living below your means and you're, being, you're socking some away? I'd say yes. Okay. Can you handle a $1,000 emergency without worry? That's kind of the Dave Ramsey plan, Can we right? just agree that number should go up? Yeah, Dave Ramsey's been pitching that since the mid-90s. Two grand or more. At Dave. least, 2,000, right. Yeah. Uh, do you have the ability to pay all of your bills on time without worrying about it? I do. Good. Do you have health insurance? I do. Can you retire comfortably? Well, I'm 41. Let me say, are you on track to retire comfortably? You're not going to screw it up for me, right? I'm, I'm not, no promises, but I'm trying. I am to. on track. Okay, great. So that means that nine out of ten Americans would say that you are middle class. Uh. Wait until you find out, though, what used to be average every day. You're middle class. And is now considered a luxury. It's upper class. And we will ask the why. Because the divide between the haves and the have-nots is growing. And for some reason, we go, yeah, but look, I got health insurance. I'm middle class. Joe, look, I got a roommate who's not eating my groceries. I've made it. That's right. We'll find out what the why is. This is next in the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga, The Chris and Joe Show. What's the why? Why are we okay with middle class being less than it was in the past? I was trying to find this study, uh, Joe Heisinga, and I haven't been able to find it. I saw the, the chart. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, I had it. I probably should have saved it, but I did not. And that has to do with what middle class is or how many people are members of the middle class in America. Hmm. And it, my numbers are loose, but it was something along the lines of 65% of Americans were middle class um, in 1970. Okay. All right. And now, uh, but 20% were upper class and then the, the remainder were the poors. We know the middle class is shrinking, though. Now, the middle class is somewhere in the neighborhood of 50%. Upper class has gone from 20 or 21% to 25 or 26%. Really? Yeah, that's grown a little bit. Hmm. But, again, we had 65% down to, and I'm not going to do too much math here, just know that the poors have grown twice as quickly as the wealthies, and the middle class continues to shrink, which means the middle class, some people, some people on this sinking ship that is the USS Titanic middle class, some are making it onto the lifeboats. But like the Titanic, most are not. Mm-hmm. Okay? So yeah. that's what we're seeing happening right now. So why do we accept that? Why are we okay with that? And I think some of this comes down to we're just sort of told it's the way it is, and we accept that, and we go, yeah, but I can strive for that. And if I strive really hard, then I can do it. And we're told by people, like, if you haven't made it, if you haven't made it to your uh, the same position as previous generations, uh, there's only one person to blame. It's you. Mm-hmm. And I don't, Joe, I, I'm very concerned as we talk about the whys here. Mm-hmm. I'm very concerned that some of what I say is going to be interpreted as, oh, Merrill's a communist. Or he's a socialist. I'm not. In fact, let me make this point briefly here, Joe, before I, before I allow you to, to give your whys. No, no, no. Go for it. At the same time that we had the greatest red scare in America... The most anti-communistic that we have been in this entire nation's history is also the same. It coincides with the exact same moment that we had the broadest middle class. How is that possible? How is it that when we were the least likely to associate with communism, we had the greatest distribution of wealth across all classes in America? I mean, there's a lot. I'm sure there's a ton of reasons. I The first one I would go to is just that the economy was in a different place at a different time. 
Yeah, oh, okay. That, that's where I would point so, to first and foremost. So why is the middle class, why are we accepting though that, I mean, we just go, okay, well, I guess it was just different for our parents, so... I guess it's just the way it is. What's the alternative? That we all go out there and that we just don't show up to work? That we just demand a 20% raise? I I think you and I both know if if we stormed into the boss's office and said, we demand better or we're not coming here tomorrow. Yeah. How would that go with him? Uh, I mean, he would laugh. Our boss would laugh. Some bosses would probably not. Um, This is what I'm concerned with, right? What's the alternative? This is what I'm concerned with is that... That I say we shouldn't accept the status quo. Mm-hmm. And the interpretation then, like you just said, is that we all throw a fit, that we go and we pick it and we refuse to come to work or we storm our bosses off. I'm not saying that either. Mm-hmm. Because I think the change comes gradually over a long period of time, just as it has with the shrinking middle class and then growing the middle class back is only going to come with a, over a long period of time. I just don't like the idea of legislating it. What I wish, though, and I think part of this comes down to the moral decay of the upper class. So it's kind of the Gordon Gecko of greed is good. Mm-hmm. Remember? Sure. And we go, oh, yeah, but greed, a common theme with Chris and Joe. Eh, I mean, listen, it is right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of is. So I think in many cases, the why is congratulations. You've made it to the victor. Go the spoils. Mm-hmm. But at no point do we remember some lessons about good. I've got the spoils. Maybe I should make sure other people are eating, too. Oh, look out for others? Oh. But voluntarily, though, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I don't want, I don't want to, to raise tax rates. I don't want to redistribute the wealth. I want for people to recognize that I've had, a, I've had great success, and now I want to help someone else out that needs some help reaching their bootstraps so they can pull them up. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I also think that things are evolving, too. I've brought that up with you, that... You know, the American dream to many is not to simply own a house. Now it might be to go on that fancy vacation, to buy that great, you know, concert ticket out there to do something like that. And, yeah. and it's not simply the like, why would it be the same thing that it was in the 80s? But, Joe, I think that's dismissive. When you say middle class is in debt, it's just evolving. Mm-hmm. It's evolving into what? Lower class. Mm. Mm, yeah, the evidence is there. If one third go to the upper class and two thirds go to the lower class, the middle class is evolving into poorer. But I think, again, everybody out there or most people out there can still have what the middle class did have. Yeah. If they make some sacrifices. OK, hold on. Mm-hmm. All right. You can have everything that previous generations have had mm-hmm. as long as you don't want to have everything that previous generations have had. Well, maybe you just don't me? have as much of them. So you can, uh, you can be middle class mm-hmm. so long as you don't want middle class to be what it was before. Uh, I mean, if you just lower the bar, you can reach the bar is what I'm hearing you say. Um, no, you have to make choices in life though. And to me, it's not about having three kids. Like, my parents had one kid. Yeah. So, for me, again, it would be one or two kids. I'm not going to sit there and go, hey, I'm going to have four kids, and I'm going to have all this stuff. Like, life is all about choices, Chris. You can have what you want, but you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't have everything. You have to make sacrifices somewhere to have what you want. You can have a nice new car. You can have a house, potentially. The house thing we've discussed is a little tougher these days than other things, it's like mortgage rates. You've definitely got me on that one. You walk through the mortgage rates, and yeah. they are eye-popping. Home now. values and mortgage From, rates are And, and the days of the twos and the threes for the interest rates are probably long gone. Mm. But, 
again, considering when our parents were buying and they were like in the teens at times, hopefully it's not there too. Yeah, I agree. Here are some of the things that, you know, we talked about those, those categories that if you, if you reach this bar, most people would say you're middle class. Mm-hmm. Here are some things that are no longer considered middle class. But you and I agreed that we we were eclipsing that bar on those things. You and I were, mm-hmm. right. But I don't think that everybody who makes in what they would call the middle class uh, target wage range is necessarily hitting those same bars. And I want to hear from them. On here, are some of the, uh, here are some of the things that are no longer considered middle class. Mm-hmm. Having a job with paid sick leave. Okay. That's considered a luxury now. Hmm. Having time and money for vacations. That's considered a luxury. Huh. Owning a home, considered a luxury. That one, I I understand that one. Being able to go out to eat whenever you want is considered a luxury. Yeah, I do it once, maybe twice a week max. So you would agree Mm -hmm. that what in the past was kind of like, sure, we can go out to eat. Now that's considered a luxury. Well, I also had a different lifestyle then, too. A college degree is a luxury. Because I think college is the price of it has ballooned. So I guess my question to you, Joe, is why should I be okay with having to make those sacrifices? Or in your case, the idea of having three kids is now a luxury. Mm-hmm. I don't accept that as being okay, and I want I want uh, America to strive for more. Okay, and I want to get there. I just don't want to have to legislate it, which I don't know how to get there without telling other people to not be so greedy so what are you let's open the phones uh probably you want to get the phones open here the phone number is uh, 602-277-KTAR what are you sacrificing to be middle class 602-277-KTAR and i think the the why why is middle class shrinking because we're not willing to sacrifice and we can't afford all those things, unless we do, right? Mm-hmm. 602-277-KTAR. What are you sacrificing just to be middle class? 602-277-5827. Now, most of us have made sacrifices that our parents didn't have to make. But you might be surprised to know the next time you do want to buy a house, like Joe, you may need a roommate. But you will get to keep your kids. That's next on KTAR News. Got the- Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga, The Chris and Joe Show. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Heisinga on The Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Uh, we are just about half an hour away from a goons update. We'll have the latest on that uh, on KTAR News here on the on the program. We were kicking around this the, the stories of middle class shrinking. We know that. But even the definition of middle class, while the, the, the actual definition of you have to, what is the, what is the legit definition, Joe? If I'm, correct me if I'm wrong here. Is it anywhere between two thirds and double the median that is spot on. income? That's what it is, right? Yep. Two thirds and double the median income. Although that can change from area to area. So I would say in the Valley, I'm just yeah. going to spitball here yeah. and say roughly that that is from about 50K. Is probably about two thirds. Depending I guess on where it's you about live, right? Seventy-five k, okay. and then you double that. So I'm going to say in the valley, probably roughly fifty k to one hundred fifty k a year. You are probably considered middle class. You think that's fair? Yeah, it's pretty broad range, but I'm going to go with yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. maybe you could go forty. 40k. No, no, no. I wouldn't go lower on that end. Okay, but if no. it's if you're taking two, then you could be eighty in household. 
No, no, you only you either take two or you don't take two. You can't say no, no, no. It doesn't work that way. No, can't do that. Household income. Yeah, you said fifty thousand. I would probably put that closer to sixty thousand. I was saying individual. Okay, individual Individual income fifty k up to about one hundred fifty. So the average is probably about seventy seventy five. All right. So again, that's taken. The doctors and mixing them right in sure. with, with the the, the bus guys. drivers. Yeah. So the the entire gamut. So household income. Let's just do like let's do like the Census Bureau does. Jim. Got it. Okay. Household income. All right. What do you think? Now I'm. Is, no, I'm going to double it. So I'm going to say I'm going to say it's probably about 125 ish. On the low end. No. No. Okay. No, no, no. On the top end. So I'm going to say that that is about the that's about the average. See this math that's on the, the middle. radio. Sorry. Okay. That's, that's the, the middle, middle middle class. Yeah. Okay. So it's probably Give me about, a range is what I'm saying, Joe. So I'd go eighty to two fifty. Is that, what you it, think? Household. Household income you think is middle class. Yeah. I'm going to say the the bottom end's a little bit lower just based on what we've seen for Scottsdale, Gilbert, and Chandler mm-hmm. to be on the low end of middle class, the lowest end. Household. Household. Got it. You, uh, Scottsdale, about 70. Gilbert, 75-ish. Chandler, about 66. Okay. So, again, I'm so, going to say. if you're an individual. Stop doing that. Your household <laughs> income, roughly about 60 in the valley. Okay. Okay. Got it. High end, probably that 200, 250-ish. Sure. I'm, gonna, I'm with you on that. Got okay. it. All right. Pablo, are you uh, as confused as I am? He is. Probably, very yes. Good. Is All right. Shaking very his confused. Head, very confused. Horribly confused. Holy cow. Well, what have you had to sacrifice other than your brain cells trying to figure out sanity. what middle class is? What have you had to sacrifice in order to remain or to be middle class? Joe says, just stop having kids, which, stop wow. fewer. Just fewer. As a, as a good Catholic, I'm surprised to hear you say... Stop Stop producing the future of the church. Anti-zone defense, Chris. That's what one, you say. One or two. That's it. If you've got a partner, two. Yeah. What, but one no is fine. no zone defense. You're all man-to-man. No three plus. Right. Yeah. What are you sacrificing to be middle class? And uh, We're going to go out and chat with Ivan in Scottsdale. Ivan. Ivan, what are you sacrificing to stay in the middle class? Well, I just want to make one quick statement. I don't believe we should be sacrificing so much. Thank you. When CEOs are making three times as much when just that figure of what bank tellers used to do and what CEOs did in the separation from the 80s till now. Yeah. But with that said, I'll make it quick. Sure. Uh, we had a plan of having four children hmm. and we stopped at two because child care was just uh, it was more than our mortgage. Yeah. It was yeah. more than our mortgage. We could not afford that. No yeah. way. And Ivan, listen, what you're saying plays out in all of the different numbers. Like people like you, you want to be middle class like your parents were, uh, but mm-hmm. you don't get to. And yet the banker is, and I'm, I'm being very generic here, right? And we're kind of talking about money, Mr. Moneybags, right? Is making three times as much, whereas you have to have half as many children to make as much. It's absolutely, yeah, that's problematic. Now, Joe thinks it's great because no, he's for not population like, decline of some sort, I suppose. Ivan... You said you'd keep it real quick. I'll ask you a, a simple question that doesn't necessarily have such a, a simple answer. So what would your solution to all of that be, though? Like, do you argue that At just that point, you should I get paid mo- believe- more money or what? No, uh, not necessarily. I think the trickle-down system doesn't necessarily work in this matter when there's no rules or regulations on these corporate CEOs. 
And if there was, I think that trickle down from every big company and their success would actually trickle down to the employee, then yeah, we would all have raises. And I believe even things like immigration would get fixed. Everything would go up in price, but it would level itself off. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan, thanks for the call. Yeah. Really good to talk to you. Joe, do you disagree? I mean, again, I don't know what the fix is without involving the legislature or the Congress. and, And that scares me more than anything. Look, what Ivan's saying in theory, I think is fine of, hey, things just need to trickle down more, you know, trickle down economics, all of that. Yeah. Um, it was kind of what we were promised in the 80s, but, is that it would all trickle down more. And right. What we're saying is the haves have more, like you said. Yeah. And those who have not have have less. Um, in theory, it sounds great. I also don't know that it applies. And again, so maybe you and I don't go to our boss. Maybe we go to the CEO of the company and we try telling them, like, hey, uh, we need to make more. Again, like, how's that going to go? Like, I think they're going to say, well, you got to contribute more. Like, it's not as simple as it's not as simple as what Ivan's saying. But in theory, it sounds great. Is that fair? <laughs> no, <laughs> because but I you're think saying that's the reality. It's not as simple as that, Ivan. You should talk to the CEO and then no. tell the CEO to trickle down more. Because I just don't. I think it's more complicated than that. I, I don't, think because I don't you think put the human factor in, it's more complicated. I don't think it is as simple as just going like you know what socialism or communism or hey, guess what the people who work at the top end of the company should just make a little bit less so the people who work at the bottom can have a little bit more. The people at the top are going to say, but. I'm busting my fanny to make that more money. I guess the people on the bottom would say, are you busting your fanny more or less than I am? Right. I, I get uh, it. And, There's not and a your argument answer. is, yeah, but they're on top, so they should get to make the call. No, they're going to certainly say, though, that why am I losing out on money? When to, this guy could lose out on money. To, why am I losing out on money? When that guy should be losing out on money. They're not saying that additional part. They literally are when they have the power to give that guy more money. But they're saying, hey, maybe I am doing the age-old adage of working smarter and not harder. So why should I be losing money to when that, that guy? When that guy should lose his money. They're not saying they want that guy to lose I'm money. Smart. What you're saying they is I'm smarter no. than that guy. They don't want it to come out of their pocket. Huh. I knew you'd get there somehow. I knew you. I knew I would bring you around to it somehow. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll continue here in just a few moments, including your calls. What do you have to sacrifice to be middle class? And you've heard reports the U.S. economy is doing well and that other countries are facing recession. And yet you go to the grocery store and, and you still get sticker shock. We all do. You're going to find out why you're not alone. That's next. Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. I'm Chris Merrill, Joe Izenga. As the politicians would say, it's the economy, stupid. The middle class is shrinking. 90% of Americans say that to be middle class, you have to have a secure job. You have to be able to save for the future, handle a $1,000 emergency without worrying about it, be able to pay all of your bills on time without worrying. You have to have health insurance and you need to be able to retire comfortably. Do you know, Joe, while 90% of Americans say that's middle class, do you know how many people across our great nation can do all six of those things? Probably about three. It's a little more than three. How many? About, uh, About a third. Yeah. About thirty, about the thirty-two-ish percent mm-hmm. is they it. Do all of those, which things. means two-thirds of Americans do not 
even if their paychecks say that they're middle class, they don't have what we consider a middle class lifestyle. That said, that's down. Those those criteria, it used to be that you could also have a job with paid sick leave, have time and money for vacations. Mm -hmm. You'd be able to own your own home. You'd be able to go out to eat whenever you wanted. Those used to be part of middle class. Those are all considered luxuries now. And as much as I appreciate that you paint me in a box and put me up on my high horse and make it seem like I'm one of these people who is talking down to the commoners. Yes. The reality is I feel like I am one of the commoners and like I'm right there with them and I've made sacrifices all the time to be able to try to keep up with the Joneses. We're all sacrificing these days. My point is you shouldn't have to sacrifice middle class to be middle class. Great, but I do. Like, I'd love to not have to do that, but I do. Tony is in Phoenix. Tony, have you made middle-class sacrifices to be middle-class? Uh, yeah, I've, I've foregone taking vacations. Um, you know, I've made sure I put that money towards things. My house is paid off. Oh, good job, have, yeah. You know, any, any major outstanding debts other than what I pull up. One thing that, you know, we don't mention is, you know, the federal minimum wage is still in the 780 range. So $7.80 is what the federal government, that's what they base their taxes. So they're still taking taxes when the state of Arizona says minimum wage is $12. I think it's actually even up from that, Tony. I think it's like 1340 here in Arizona now. Yeah. Again, I can't even remember. No, but I know know what you're getting at. Sure. Yep. So, but the federal government's basing it on that. So they say minimum for a person is like $9,000 and that's where they start taxing. Well, when the states have raised it up, now you're paying a lot more in taxes. I remember about five years ago when they started a lot of this tax bumps, I was paying more in taxes and taking less home when I got the pay increase that the state, the state gave because the federal government was taking that much. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. You're in that, what they call the, there's a term for it. It's kind of a gray area. It's, it's the, it's the no win zone, basically, mm-hmm. right? Where getting a raise actually costs you money. Uh-huh. There's not not a lot of people fall into that, but there are some Within that end up in that tax, tax bracket. Brackets, there yeah. can be some of yeah, it. Certainly there. Uh, you want to you want to talk with uh, Richard, Richard real quick? Very good, Richard. You're in Phoenix. What uh, what are you sacrificing to stay middle class, Richard? Well, gentlemen, I I've just kind of uh, I haven't really sacrificed. I've just sort of muddled my way through with it. The, 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 I think the we're all muddling. The whole, the whole concept, the whole concept, or the whole paradigm is that as you guys started getting into is that somehow what, and this is sort of the belief system that somehow income redistribution means downward redistribution, and the fact is that since the probably 1980s and probably before, and many times throughout history, that there has been massive upward redistribution of wealth and income or distribution distribution of wealth and income. Right. And it's been, it has been because of public policy and, uh, uh, judicial policy. Uh, and if those, if those factors can, can create or, or, or enable or support, you know, upward distribution, they can also, uh, uh, create, or, or in, be involved with creating creating the climate for the opposite. And we were talking about trickle down. That's like being trickled on. Basically, they, they, it was you know, supply side economics is a complete fallacy. 
Thanks for checking in out there. Yeah, and I listen, I think there is something to be said, though, about the idea of this is where, again, people are going to go, well, Merrill's a communist. I'm not a communist because, as he said, the idea that it's a bottom up redistribution, I mean, that's kind of the idea behind owning a business. I'm going to pay you so that I can make more money than I'm paying you. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the whole concept of business and economy. So. It's always there to a degree. The question is, how much is enough for me that I go, hey, I really value you. And even though you would do the job for $13 an hour, I value you at $15 an hour. I thought you put a cap on it very well the other day, Chris. And you basically said that capitalism is the best of a a bunch of flawed systems. Maybe I said that off the air, but I'm sure I've said it on the air. It's the best of the flawed systems. But with every system, the biggest flaw is people involved. Every system. Joe, as high as inflation is right now, suppose that things get a little bit cheaper. So let's suppose that you are selling uh, uh, bread and you're charging me $2 a loaf. Okay. And I'm going, that's insane. You can't charge me $2 a loaf for bread, but I'm going to pay it because I need bread. Yeah. Now, supply chain gets better. Inflation comes down. It doesn't cost you that much, but you already know I'm going to pay you $2 a loaf. I'm probably going to charge you $2.25, maybe even $2.50. I'm definitely not dropping the price. No, no. And where is that money going to go? Are you going to hand that off to your your suppliers that are going to... It's going to my pocket. Bingo. It's just the way it is. Uh, APS yesterday, doing this too. APS does this. Yesterday, we told you you're right. The story of a female arrested for youth violence. But is she a Gilbert goon? We asked the police chief, and you're going to hear what he had to say about that next. KTAR News.